Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Bob Rathbun here in Atlanta. My guest this week, the retiring Hall of Fame broadcaster, Mike Gorman. And we invited Mike to come on the show this week, not only to salute his magnificent career, and he's done everything from the pros to college to the Olympics, you name it, but also to share stories as it relates to college basketball and the formation of the Big East. He's got a couple of dandies to share with us. That's coming up in just a moment. We begin, as always, with our Jersey Mike's News and Notes of the Week. And a big salute to our eight-time Warner Ladder Naismith Women's Coach of the Year, Gino Ariema, the head coach at Connecticut. In the headlines again, why win number 1,200 accomplished last week. Gino becoming the third coach in Division I history to reach 1,200 wins, joining Mike Krzyzewski and Tara Vanderveer. And that leads us right into the big game on the women's slate this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, the matchup as Gino takes his number 11 Connecticut Huskies down to Columbia, South Carolina for a matchup with number one South Carolina. You can catch the game on ESPN at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, UConn at South Carolina. And also a reminder, Next week on the podcast, Notre Dame women's basketball freshman sensation Hannah Hidalgo will be my guest. But when we come back, my conversation with Mike Gorman recorded in Boston prior to the Celtics-Hawks game on Wednesday night. That's yours after this from Jersey Mike's. Good news. There's a Jersey Mike's coming to your area. You probably got a ton of questions, so I'll try to answer some. Yes, the meat and cheese for every cold sub is freshly sliced right in front of you. Yes, we grill every hot sub right in front of you. No, we do not accept pirate doubloons for payment. Yes, we have catering, 12 subs in a box. No, our restaurants are not haunted. I hope. Okay, congrats on the New Jersey Mike's. A sub above. Fans, I've got to tell you, it's so special for me to have as my guest on the podcast Mike Gorman, who these days is the voice of the Celtics on television. This is his final season uh, going out in style. I wish you'd do it for another 10 years. Uh, We, in our community, so respect and admire you. Uh, and we hate to see you hanging up because we love visiting with you and seeing you. you I'm misty here. I don't want to be that way. Thank you, Bob. That's, that's really nice of you to say. I am, it's been 43 years of doing this, and it's been great, no question about it. And I wouldn't I'd do it again in a heartbeat if I had the chance. But it's time to go. Um, it's, it's time to have somebody else come in and do this. Um, it's time for me to go have a life that isn't dictated by... What day of the week is it? Or if I can't be after you get a plane out to here, after you're here. Okay. Um, I went from being a halftime and, and, ho- and post-game host of the Big East to doing Celtic Street, where we played on Wednesdays and Fridays and Sunday afternoons. Um, Big East played Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I would do Celtic game on Friday night. I'd drive over to Logan Airport after the game. I'd stay at the motel at the airport. I'd get on the earliest flight I could, stay to Philly. I'd do a noontime regional game in Philly. I'd rent a car, which I went and landed. I'd drive to another baby school, do another game at night. And then I'd drive overnight to get back to Boston for the Celtics game on Sunday and start the routine all over again. And I was doing an average of 28 games a month. With all the travel and everything, it was great. Yeah, you're still standing. Well, you know what it was, and you and, and you can identify with this, Bob, because you you're good. Um, you walk into a building, and all of a sudden, if you were tired, it doesn't matter anymore because the electricity in the building picks you up. And 
I said, people say, how can you do this? I say, you walk in the carrier dorm with 28,000 people going crazy and tell me that you're going to go, I'm tired. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just was in the right place at the right time. And uh, I, I jump ahead with all these stories. I'll tell you a quick one about I'm sitting in a conference room at Channel 12 in Providence. We've got three Providence College games that we pick up. And this is going to be my chance to do it. They said, they said we're going to get somebody to do color. I said, who are you going to get? They said, oh, we'll find somebody. I said, no, I want somebody good. And I said, what do you mean? I said, what about Tommy Heinsohn? And they said, Tommy Heinsohn's not going to want to come to Rhode Island to do basketball games. I said, what, what if I give it a shot? He says, okay. The general manager said, okay, give it a shot. You get a week. So I call, this is the old days. I call up Boston. I get information in Boston. I said, can the number of the Boston Celtics, please? They give me the number. I dial the number. The lady goes, Boston Celtics. I said, yeah, Tom Heinsohn, please. One moment. Tom's on the phone. That never happens today. Right. You never get through all that stuff. You know, there's guards up around there. So I said, "Do you want to meet me for lunch? I got a business proposition for you." He said, "Sure." And so I met him for lunch. He agreed to do three years with me over lunch, as long as I bought insurance policy from him, which I did. Wow. That's <laughs> I awesome. Just buy the deal. Um, but yeah, we had uh, Tommy and I had a great run. No, I mean, no, it was, it was, uh, legendary. But I wanted to pick your brain for a second about the Big East and take us back to 1979 when the Big East came into existence, the brainchild of Dave Gavitt, who was coaching Providence, one of the charter members back in 79. How did this all come about with basically the Catholic schools and your involvement because it really helped launch your career? Oh, it did, no question. Um, yeah, Dave, Dave had gone to the ACC tournament for a couple of years, and he saw what it was like. He saw it played in smaller buildings, but how rabid the fans were, and you know, four games and three the nights or whatever it was. But um, he came back from the second time of doing that, and we were sitting around when I at St. Bonaventure, Holy End, New York. We just played them and won. And as Gavin's leaving, he said, let's go get something to eat. You my shirt. Come on, let's get something to eat. So I go, and Cherangisi comes with us. And the three of us are sitting around waiting to get somebody to wait on us. And, and I'll never forget this. Mike says to Dave, tell Mike what you're thinking about. See what, see what he thinks about it. And before I had a chance to say, oh, Dave, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Dave says, you know, well, I just got off an airplane flight two weeks ago where I had Lou Conaseca and John Thompson. I had them cornered in first class. We said four hours. I just you know, we can do this. We can play in major league buildings. All our buildings will be huge. Down the ACC, they get maybe ten or twelve thousand. We'll put twenty thousand in a building. Um, we'll get Madison Square Garden to host a tournament. We'll become the Big East. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm walking out there thinking like, he's never gonna pull this off. He pulled it off. He pulled it off in style. Um, and you know, it's funny. Dave, Dave, bless his soul, had a a chance to come to Boston and he came to Boston and he couldn't get used to the fact that it was a different game that the kids weren't going to respond with the enthusiasm that, that he had wanted to see them respond like college kids would respond um, and he, he knew he had built a reputation where you give him a pretty good team he didn't invite Louisville every year to come and play it out but he's going to kick their ass it was really funny <laughs> Danny Crumb couldn't beat us forever um, but Dave did that and then he got an AD Marvin Barnes um, and they get to the semifinals, and Coach Martin had sprained his ankle and lost, couldn't play the championship game. I'm still convinced they would have won the championship. Uh, Ernie, you know, Ernie DiGregorio, did you ever see the pass? Oh, yes. The behind the back pass, that's Kevin Stakem on a cut catch. It was just, that's the kind of stuff they pull up on, unbelievable, on nightly basis. But to go to the Big East, it, it, was, it was a perfect storm for Dave. Um, 
again, there, there were all these Catholic schools wandering around looking who they're going to play, Providence, Boston College. Uh, then you had your state universities like Syracuse and the University of Connecticut, who didn't make it the first. People got that didn't make it the first time around. Um, Seton Hall made it instead. People are like, are you kidding me? And then PJ takes them to within a hoop of the national championship. Um, so, and then Patino came to Providence, and you know he had them winning, shooting the threes. Everybody else didn't want to shoot the threes. Then the best stat, the best stat you'll ever have. Okay, you win a lot of money on this on bars. Okay, and the, the championship game between Villanova and Georgetown. Let me get this right. Villanova and Georgetown. I get this. It's Georgetown made more field goals than Villanova attempted and lost. Wow. That's the 85 game. The, yeah, the 85 game. Look it up. Yeah. Wow. Holy okay. yeah. <laughs> That is a stat. Yeah, it's a stat. The more you think of it, that can't happen. How did that possibly happen? It did. Look it up. You'll see. Because they went to the line. Villanova went to the line a million times, made all their shots. Um, and the Warriors didn't. That was a great. When I saw that stat after the game, I was sitting, I was sitting there with my stack guy. I'm going, you ever see that happen again? He's like, I don't think so, Mike. You know? <laughs> Mike, let me ask you about the TV side of it and working with Bill Raftery. Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate to work with two of the greats, Tommy Heinsohn and Bill Raftery, uh, on each side. Um, and Bill, Bill's a, one of a kind. I mean, Bill, if it's a 20-minute bus ride from the uh, hotel to the uh, airport, he used to sleep for 19 of it. You know, and he just sits in the ground, closes his eyes, he used to sleep. Uh, and I'd say to him, Bill, how, he said, you have to look at it. Life is, is one series of naps. That's what life is. And don't go, as long as you can get eight hours sleep over a 24-hour period, if it three, takes you three, six-hour periods to get there, or three fours, that's what it takes. Um, and so he operated on that philosophy, and God love him, it's worked for him. I mean, he's knock on whatever here. He's uh, still, I heard him the other night, and said, North Dakota, right? Where the heck he was? A god-awful place. I, you know, I, we took a said no to that game right away. Um, but uh, yeah, those are those are very good days, Bob. I just was in the right spot at the right time. I I don't I don't make any pretenses as to how good I am, how bad I am. Um, here's here's where I I changed. I'm doing maybe three four years doing the Big East. It's a Saturday afternoon game. Like CBS calls me up and says, "We'd like you to do a game. I'd like to see how you look." I said, "Who do you want me to do? Connecticut against Seton Hall." I'm like, I've done Seton Hall three times. I've done Connecticut three times. I knew Calhoun for 20 years. PJ's one, still one of my best friends in life. I, I nailed this game. I nailed it with Billy Packer, okay? And, and Packer, at the end of the game, he set himself up. He said, you are really, really good. They should be hiring you. And seeing that Len DeLuca coming across, his, his, and saying, well, it might be happening right now. And Billy says, good luck, and he walks away. DeLuca comes up and he goes, Mike, great job on the murder she wrote for a moment. That was it. That was it. Nothing came after that. That was it. And? and yeah, yeah, really. And, no, that was it. Nice job. Great job on the murder she wrote promo. And I'm like, if that's what you guys are listening for, you're never going to come to me. You're, you're going to come to a lot of sales guys, which is what we have in our business, unfortunately. In some, especially the younger guys. Uh, I don't know what they're pumping. They're giving them up in Syracuse, but they all come out the same. Well, you're in the Hall of Fame, so it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it worked out great for me. I mean, it couldn't have worked out better for me. I, um, yeah, it couldn't have worked out better. I, and you know what I want to do? And uh, if, uh, you'll, you'll be in it. I want to, um, I want to write a book, uh, fiction. 
not, not non-fiction, fiction. And I'm going to make people out the way I want them to be. And I'm going to have things turn out the way I want them to turn out. Uh, so, I wish I could think of it. I'll send it to you. Um, it's a famous comedian. It's, a, it's his line about people cheering and not cheering for him. Anyway, I'll, I'll find it for you. I carry it around somewhere. Um, but yeah, I just, I've been very lucky, very fortunate, and I've been healthy, knock on wood. Um, but I don't want to go from a game to a hospital to the end of my career. I want to go out now. These guys disappoint me. They've lost two games now at home. I want to go undefeated at home, win the championship, one more duck boat parade for me, and adios <laughs> in the sunset. That'll be it. All right, so we're halfway there. Well, you're on your way. This is an amazing team. You've had an amazing career. And from all of the play-by-play fraternity, we thank you. You're, you've been a dear friend and mentor, and we thank the world of you. Thank and you, all the best. Thank you. That's all I can say. I'll start to get misty. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for taking time out to join us, and thank you for all you've done for college basketball over the years, particularly in the Northeast with the Big East. Just an amazing, amazing play-by-play career. All the best to you in retirement always. And from all of us here at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathbun saying so long.